Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. desire to drink. For me, that already means a quite amazing day. I talked about it at length on the earlier shows. about how long I lived with the obsession to drink in sobriety. It returned with a vengeance one day and stayed with me pretty much constantly quite a while. definitely changed me and affects my life greatly today. So first thing I note when I wake up is that that is not there. So grateful for that. I had a really incredible weekend. I hope you did too. Got to speak at a meeting, got to talk to a lot of uh, friends Spend time with a lot of people. And, uh, got to eat a lot of good food. I got to tell you something else that's on the docket for me this week, which is just kind of special. Tuesday night. To celebrate someone's birthday. We're going to celebrate it with In and Out Burger. Which I enjoy. Don't eat it very often. I haven't had it in a really long time. But Tuesday night, I'm going to have a double double 
In-N-Out Burger is a West Coast, mostly California, I think, hamburger chain. And what's so amazing about In-N-Out Burger is they just sell burgers. They don't sell fruit or chicken or smoothies or they're just like, we sell hamburgers. That's it. We're sticking to that. Kind of like the AA of fast food. We're going to do, we have one primary purpose. One primary purpose, and that's to make hamburgers. That's it. I'm not going to sell fish. I'm not going to sell a kid's thing. We make hamburgers. If you don't want our hamburgers, go somewhere else. I love that. I'm just going to do one thing and one thing well. You know how many times over the years somebody has suggested the new the new guy comes in to the board over there at In-N-Out. Well, how do we sell uh, chicken figures? You know that guy's had to be batted away many times throughout the years, and I just respect that. Anyways, Tuesday night I'm going to have a double-double and uh, pray for me. They're really good. I want to give a shout out to um, people in my home group, Black Rhinos, and uh, I want to give a special shout out to Chelsea, who's become a very, very close friend of mine. She is in. Canada, and uh, I was talking to her this weekend, and I decided as a result of the conversation I had with Chelsea that I'm going to start doing three podcasts a week instead of just two. So that will start this week. I haven't decided on the days those are going to be yet, but going to be three for the time being. The book, the first two columns of my four-step, 365 Daily Affirmations, that won't help you a bit, will be done by the end of the week. This will be available by the end of the month. Stay tuned for details about that. And thank you all for the success and reaction response to all this stuff that I'm doing means a lot. Today, I was going to read another Emmett Fox quote, and then I was going to talk about it. It's from that same book that I read on the reg. On the reg is short for on the regular, in case any of you don't know. I learned it on the street. I'm being ridiculous, but I'm going to read something in the book called Emmett Fox Around the Year. Emmett Fox. This reading is from January 28th. I'm just going to read his reading from it and then I'm going to share a little bit about it. The Dual Law of Thought 
every thought is made up of two factors, knowledge and feeling. A thought consists of a piece of knowledge with a charge of feeling. And it is the feeling alone that gives power to the thought. No matter how important or magnificent the knowledge content may be, if there's no feeling attached to it, nothing will happen. On the other hand, no matter how unimportant or insignificant the knowledge content may be, if there's a large charge of feeling, something will happen. It makes no difference whether the knowledge content is correct or not, as long as you believe it to be correct. Remember, it is what we really believe that matters. A report about something may be quite untrue, but if you believe it, it has the same effect upon you as if it were true. And that effect, again, will depend upon the quantity of feeling attached to it. When we understand this law, we see the importance of accepting the truth with joy in every phase of our experience. My visceral reaction to this, the first time I read it, was I thought back to a time I was sitting at Denny's 30 years ago with a good friend of my sponsors at the time. Her name was Bonnie. And uh, I shared this many, 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 many episodes ago, but I'm going to elaborate a little bit on it. We were sitting there and we were sitting there because I was going there to meet my sponsor and read an inventory to my sponsor, a 10 step, but he wasn't there, but Bonnie was there. Bonnie was very, very scary to me because Bonnie always had a worn out big book in her hand and a highlighter in the other one. And two cigarettes in her mouth. And she scared me to death. So I get there one day to read an inventory. She says, you can read it to me. I wasn't going to say no to Bonnie. I didn't want to read it to her, but I was not about to turn that woman down. So... I was reading her a 10-step inventory. And one of the things on that inventory was that I stole a dollar in change from my roommate 
to buy cigarettes. I had taken a dollar from my roommate's change drawer many times. And never returned it. And uh, never thought much of it. So I'm reading this inventory to her and there's this on it. There's that on it. There's this on it. There's that on it. I took a dollar from my roommate's change drawer. There's this on it. There's that on it. I'm expecting her to comment on pretty much anything but that. And she says to me, get a dollar, go to your roommate, tell him you stole it, tell him you're sorry, and never do it again. And I started to tell her why I was not going to do that because my roommate was a very crazy person and I, I knew he would flip his lid and start to explain this. And she cut me off and she, she said, do you want to stay sober? I said, yeah. She said, get a dollar, go to your roommate, tell him you stole it, tell him you're sorry, and never do it again. I went on to explain she needed more details. She needed to know why I was not going to do this. Why I was just going to perhaps sneak it back into his room and not say a word. She tuned me out started drawing. I was there explaining myself and she wasn't listening. She was drawing. She started drawing on a napkin this little man with a thought bubble. We were talking over each other for a minute because I was just still telling her why it wasn't necessary for me to do what she was suggesting. And she said, as she drew, you get a thought. And she wrote in the thought bubble that she was drawing the phrase, I'm poor. And she said, you get a thought, and then you get a feeling, and then you react to the feeling. And I was looking at this little drawing of a man with a thought bubble that said, I'm poor. And then she drew her pen through the phrase, I'm poor, crossing it out. And she looked at me and she said, but the thought is a lie. And then she repeated herself, get a dollar, go to your roommate. I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But I never forgot that. It's one of those first moments where I began to be aware of the fact that I could decide what I was going to think, which is a really big deal, by the way. 
up until then, I want to say that I was just endlessly a slave to whatever I was thinking. And I had no, I was like riding a bunch of horses that were wild, just wherever they went, whatever, whatever, whatever they, wherever they took me, that's where I went. Back then, nobody was saying things like, set an intention. Things like that didn't make it to me. But it was the first time that I even had the thought that it was maybe possible to decide what I was going to think about. And that's very true today. That's very true. Those horses are tamed and or gone. It's not like that anymore. I'll do God's will. ton of things that God's will is not. I feel. So that was the beginning of me thinking that. Not. Don't have to be a slave to my thought process actually actually can decide what I'm going to think about yeah it took some more time for sure but that was the beginning and I read that reading so powerful you know, the reading said, that the feeling attached to the thought is what gives it power. Which is why when I pray, and just going through the motions. That's that's one thing. But if I pray and I mean it, that's a different thing. I'm very grateful that my my thoughts and my actions are both walking down the same street now. get anywhere when they, when they walk in different roads. One of them goes straight, one of them goes left. Just end up confused. 
Anyway, I'm real grateful for that. Yeah. Take some time. Don't fret. Keep practicing these principles in all your affairs, and they work better and better and better. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say today. I have my French roast coffee right here. In my coffee mug that has my favorite sports team on it. I'm not huge into sports, but there's a couple sports I love. That being baseball and tennis. And, uh, yeah. I'm ready to go run now. As a lot of you know, I'm a professional athlete now. So, my agent's calling me. Fans are waiting. I gotta get out there. And, uh, run my laps. I will say to anyone who needs to hear it today that everything's okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go see if I can contribute today. See what I can pack into this dream of life. So I am gonna go try to live a life that's worth saving. I hope you'll do the same.